We start a new series today. It's a series about us. It's a series about the church. It's a series about God and us. It's entitled Great Expectations. It's the expectations we have for God. But I think perhaps more importantly, the expectations God has for us. Do we know what those expectations truly are? Some of you may know we, uh, we lost our little dachshund back in June. Jack, almost 16 years old, about a month shy of 16. And he was a really independent, fiery little dog. He was, he was difficult to tame. Of course, old age helped as we went along, but uh, usually he, he kind of did exactly what he wanted. And he was always difficult to put in his place. I can remember him going out to the gate, out through the gate, and start to wander up in the gate. He would visit other people's yards, or he'd walk around the reservoir. He'd do his own thing. Sometimes you wouldn't know where he's at, and we'd used to panic, thinking that he would never came home, but he always came home. And I can remember him turning and and going down the fence line and, and looking back and me calling after him, Jack. And he'd look back at me and with a little head to the side, and he didn't say anything, of course, but kind of said, yep, Jack's my name, and off he go again. He just kept going. And then you might call Jack again. He might stop and look back, and off he go again. It wasn't until about the second or third time that you had to yell, Jack, that he would finally, he might stop, and you have to say, come here. And then he turned around, and you were in for the longest walk of death back to the back door of the house that you've ever seen in your life. That little dog took forever. He did what he wanted, but he knew the voices of his masters, and he would come, especially his mom. He knew her voice even better than he knew mine. Voices are very important in our lives. Think what it would be like if you didn't hear the voices of your loved ones. Kids, I should, I should look at you and ask, think what it would be like if you didn't hear the voices of your parents. You probably go, ooh, they love you so much. And their voices should be comforting and hopeful and loving to you. Think what it's like when we lose someone who's really near and dear to us and how their voice begins to fade when they're gone. For some reason on my cell phone, I still have a couple of voicemails from at least two people that were very near and dear to me, and I saved them. And some people might consider that rather morbid to play those voices, but there is a sense of, of peace. There's a sense of peace that I'll hear those voices again. But while I'm still here, while I've got my cell phone, voices are important. And to the psalmist, the voice of God was extremely important. And you hear it here 
as he writes, the voice of God, the voice of the Lord is over the waters. The glory of God thunders. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord flashes forth with flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The voice of the Lord causes the oaks to whirl and strips the forest bare. It is a remarkable passage about how powerful and majestic the voice of the Lord is. And Jill, of course, was absolutely right when she asked the kids, you go back to Genesis, and how did this all come to be? It was spoken into existence by our Father. He spoke. He said, let there be light, and indeed, there was light. The voice of God is powerful enough to bring all of creation into existence and yet soft enough to touch even the most ailing of our hearts. Do you remember Elijah? Elijah who was running away from Queen Jezebel? He was despondent. He was certain that God had forgotten about him. He was hiding in a cave. And suddenly a mighty wind came by, a mighty wind that we're told that split the mountains and broke the rocks, but God wasn't in that mighty wind. And then there was an earthquake that shattered the ground, but God wasn't in the earthquake. And then there was a fire, but God wasn't in the midst of those flames. And then after the flames, there was a still, small voice. And that voice found Elijah in the middle of the wilderness, turned his life around, and made him a mighty spokesman of God. All of you remember Saul of Tarsus? persecuting Christians, representing the Jewish faith, struck blind on the Damascus road, and falling to the ground, helpless and confused, he hears a voice, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Saul says, who are you, Lord? And The voice says, I am Jesus, the one you persecute. And that voice takes a man filled with hate and rebellion, and turns him into a passionate man that brings even the Gentiles to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. All of us are familiar with the baptismal of Jesus in the Jordan. We know that when he goes down into the water, he comes up. What does Luke write after that, after he's been baptized? The heaven was open, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. A voice from heaven, a voice affirming the ministry of the son, a voice powerful beyond any of our imaginations. And so I ask you today, I ask you, We expect God to hear our voices. When we pray, just like we did a few moments ago, we expect God to hear our prayers. We expect God to answer our prayers, even though we know full well he might not answer them exactly the way we want them answered, but that's our expectation. Brothers and sisters, I want to ask you today, do you expect to hear the voice of God back? Do you expect to hear his word in your life? Does God even speak 
to his people these days? A lot of Christians will tell you that God doesn't speak to us anymore. We have the Holy Bible. That's his word. That's the way he communicates with us. God is limited to his scripture. Do you believe that? Some people will say God doesn't really speak. He gives us free will. We can do whatever we want to. We make our own decisions. We're in charge, right? You really believe that? You really believe that? I think people who don't hear the voice of God don't hear it because they don't expect it. They don't have any expectation of hearing God. They may think he's out there. They may think he's there somewhere, but they don't expect to hear from him. They don't hear God speaking because they haven't experienced God. We interpret the Bible on our own personal experiences, not the experience that God gives us when we seek his guidance. Just because you haven't heard the audible voice of God doesn't mean that God is not speaking. Just because you have not heard the voice that flashes forth with flames or the voice that shakes the very wilderness doesn't mean that voice is not speaking today, here, in this church, in this country, in this world. Lord, give us ears to hear. I look around our country today. I look around our world today. And if we ever needed Jesus Christ we need him today. If we ever needed the voice of God, we need it today. And I can't but help but think Jesus is here. God is speaking. We just don't have the ears or the willpower to listen. We simply don't care. And by we, I'm not talking about you all. Or am I? Do we expect God to talk to us? I believe with all my heart that God does speak through his Holy Spirit. That that's why we worship the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We talk a lot about God and Jesus, but when it comes to Holy Ghost, we struggle. We sing about it in the doxology, but we struggle. God speaks through us in the quietness of our own thoughts, through the words of Scripture, through the prayers, through the great hymns of the church, whether they be traditional or whether they be modern. God speaks to us through our imagination, our reasoning process, our times of meditation, of Bible study, of worship. If you don't believe that God is not speaking to us now, why in the world are you here? Surely you're not here to listen to me. I'm not even caught up in listening to me, even though you may think I am. I believe you all come to hear the word of God, maybe in me, through me, but it's certainly not me. If it's not of the Holy Spirit, it's not the real word of God. God can use me as an instrument, and I ask for that, but each and every one of you in your daily lives, whether it be Sunday morning or whether it be late Wednesday evening, should be listening for the word of God through his Holy Spirit. God speaks to us. Do we hear? Do we hear? Now, I would imagine some of you have heard God's voice, perhaps not in an audible way in which I'm speaking to you now, but in the quietness of your own hearts, 
in a magical moment when you knew that there was no one else there besides you and this voice. And this voice most certainly must be God. Billy Graham was once asked, what is the greatest moment of your ministry? The greatest moment. Can you imagine asking Billy Graham that question? Here's the man who had evangelized the world, one of the greatest evangelists in all of the world, who had spoken to millions of people across the globe. The man who counseled presidents and kings and queens, and they're asking you, what's the greatest moment in your ministry? And without blinking, without stopping, Billy said these words. He said, by far the greatest joy of my life has been my fellowship with Jesus Christ. Hearing him speak to me, having him guide me, sensing his presence with me and his power through me, that has been the greatest moment of my ministry. I believe that we were all created to hear and to long to hear the voice of God. We have been given equal access to God through the finalized work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And each person is created with a need to hear his voice, to know him, and thereby to follow him. God is a speaking God, folks, and he speaks to his children every day. Do we have ears to hear? Do we have the expectation that he will talk to us? Do we expect to hear him? You know, we don't have to go through life blindly making decisions, and there are lots of decisions to make, big ones, small ones, troublesome ones, and there are lots of people who will offer you advice. Man, there's the newspaper, there's a whole slew of books, you've got the internet, you've got people at the office, you even got people in church offer you advice. But is that the counseling that you really, really seek? Or do you seek the counseling of the Holy Spirit by God's word? Isn't that what we really need? To seek the Lord with all our heart and to listen to his voice? You can expect God to talk when you're ready to listen. Let me say that again. You can expect God to talk when you're ready to listen. Because he wants to talk with you. He wants to share with you. You know, we've been called a resurrection people. We're called an Easter people. Right, Quentin? Called an Easter people. We follow Jesus Christ as the risen Lord. But you know, sometimes, maybe today, I think we should be called a Pentecostal people. Now, I know as soon as I say that, every last one of you thinking about drinking gasoline, speaking in tongues, and handling snakes. Right, Shirley? No. Okay, I'm just checking. When I say Pentecostal, I believe we're a Pentecostal people because I'm talking about the arrival of the Holy Spirit in Acts 2 for the early church, for the followers of the early church, and thereby all of us. The Holy Spirit hasn't gone on vacation for the last 2,000 years, didn't just show up in Acts 2 and decide, well, that's enough. He's here. He's busy. He's ready to guide, to strengthen, to talk, to speak. Do we have ears to hear? Jesus promised that he would send the Holy Spirit, that God's very presence 
would come through the Holy Spirit. Go back to the Gospel of John. Look about what Jesus Christ is telling his disciples right before he dies. 1426, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said. And just a couple of chapters later, he says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare the things to come. Jesus is telling his disciples, you've had the privilege of being me for three years, you've heard the words, but when I leave, I'm gone. But you will not be alone because he is sending the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will be with you. He will talk. He will guide. He will strengthen. Do we believe that? Do we expect that? Or are we just singing Holy Ghost in the doxology because it's the last two words? What do we expect? What do we expect to hear? We have the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit is communicating God's word to us if we will be quiet long enough and listen. Do we recognize his voice? Jill talked about that too. Do we recognize his voice? Jesus spoke a lot of words to religious leaders during those times, and they certainly knew the Bibles forward and backwards. I'm sure lots of them had the Bible completely memorized. How about you? We got it completely memorized? I don't. And yet these religious leaders did not know God because they hadn't experienced God in their hearts. They knew the words, but they weren't seeking God in their heart, listening for his voice in their lives. We can know God's word in the Bible and not know God. We can come into this sanctuary and we can give all praise to God and not know him. We can read the Ten Commandments and say, yep, I follow every last one of them, and not know God. We do a lot of things, but do we do the right things? Do we really do the things that God has set us apart as individuals and as a church to do? Do we expect to hear God's voice in our lives? The Gospel of John again, Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I know them, and they follow me. You know, folks, i got to be honest with you. Sheep are not very bright animals. As a matter of fact, they're pretty dumb. But they know the voice of the shepherd, and wherever the shepherd leads them, those sheep will follow. Right, Rusty? Yeah, I know. No, 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 no. I'm talking to you. Sheep will follow. It's like Jack. Jack wasn't the smartest thing in the world, but he'd follow you, maybe. You know, we don't have to be smart to follow Jesus. We just have to be faithful. We don't have to be smart to follow Jesus. We just have to be obedient. We don't have to be smart to follow Jesus. We just have to trust him. We can be just like sheep. We can recognize his voice, and we can follow him. Henry Blackaby, in Experiencing God, wrote these words, If you have trouble hearing God speak, you are in trouble at the very heart of your Christian's experience. 
If you have trouble hearing God speak, you are have trouble at the very heart of your Christian experience. He's really saying, if you don't expect to hear God, you got trouble. Your expectations are way, way low. You may ask, well, why am I in trouble? Because we can't follow God. We can't follow his voice. We don't know what he has planned for us. We don't know where he wants to lead us. We think we can do it all on our own, folks, and let me tell you, we can't. We never have been, and we never will be. If we ever needed God, if we ever needed the strength and guidance of his Holy Spirit, certainly we need it today. Certainly we need it in this church, in this community, in this country, in this world. And God's speaking. Are we listening? If we don't listen to the voice of God and expect to hear him, we're going to zig when he zags. We could miss God. Do you realize that? We could miss what God is doing in our lives simply because, number one, we don't expect to hear him. And number two, we think we got it all wired shut. There's no formula for speaking to God. God seeks us out in different ways. He speaks to different people in different ways at different times. And I'm sure he's spoken to many of you in different ways at different times. He spoke to Samuel in a still, small voice. He spoke to Mary through an angel. He spoke to Joseph in his dreams. He spoke to the chosen people through Moses. He even spoke through a donkey to Balaam. Everybody, quick home. Figure out where that story is. Old Testament. That limits the number of books you got to look through. My point to you today is that God is speaking. Are we listening? Do we even expect to hear him? Have we made enough room in our lives for the presence of his Holy Spirit? Have we left enough space in our lives for the Holy Spirit to act and to guide and to strengthen? Or deep down inside, do we just think this is all a bunch of hooey, a bunch of baloney? Remember, folks, faith comes from hearing. You hear the words of Jesus Christ. Your hearts are changed by the words of Jesus Christ, and then you act on the words. You hear, you're changed, you act. If you're not listening, you could miss the whole journey. You could miss it all. Would you like to hear God's voice today? Really? Would you like to hear God speak to you? Then spend some time in prayer and spend some time in quiet and listen. 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 You can understand the Bible and not know God. You can come to church and not know God. You can get baptized and not know God. You can listen to the cacophony of the world and never be still enough to hear the voice of God. If we don't take time to listen, folks, we're never going to hear his words. You know what our Lord wants? Let me cut to the quick. You know what he wants? He wants us to be humble 
quiet, willing, and obedient. How about that? Humble, quiet, willing, and obedient. Now, I know that every last one of us have trouble with all of those things, especially the quiet part, okay? But that's what he's seeking, humble, quiet, willing, obedient. And he wants us to do that so that we can hear him and know him and follow him. Let me leave you with this thought. I want us to be a praying church. I want us to really take prayer seriously. And then I want us to be a listening church, to be quiet long enough that, as the psalmist says, we might be still and know God. I want us to listen. I want us to be an expectant church To know that indeed the Holy Spirit has been sent. The Holy Spirit is here. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, fill us up. Make us different. Come. And then I want us to be humble and willing and quiet and obedient that we might ask for the Holy Spirit in the presence of of this church and the presence of our lives. And in the end, I just want us to be simple sheep. Simple sheep. Knowing the presence of our Father in his voice. I'm going to do something here that's going to be extremely difficult for a lot of us. Because I'm going to ask us to be totally and completely quiet. Now, I know when I ask that, I'm human just like you, so I immediately start to think, how long is he going to make this go on? What am I going to have for lunch? I really should have gone to the bathroom because before I sat down... I have to get home. I'm afraid the kids are going to act up. But for the next couple of minutes, I want us to be, as the body of Christ, completely and totally quiet and listen. You may not hear anything. You may hear everything. But I want us to be silent and ask for the very presence and touch of the Holy Spirit in this place, remembering that we need to be a praying church and a listening church and a bunch of humble, willing, quiet, obedient sheep. Would you bow your heads in quiet?
Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you desire to speak with us every day, guiding us in your Holy Spirit in truth, obeying your word and enjoying this abundant life that you have given us. May we come boldly before you, asking the presence of your Holy Spirit in this place. Lord, your word says that when we draw near you, your Holy Spirit will draw near to us. So we ask this day, we seek the presence and the power of your Holy Spirit in this church, in this congregation, in this community, not only in our individual lives, but in the life of this church. May we stop doing church and start being church. Help us to seek the voice of your Holy Spirit that we may be instructed, corrected, and guided in all things. And let us be still that in that silence we give you praise for all things. Speak to us, Lord, and give us ears to listen. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ.